Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast for Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. Today's sermon is from Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 38. Welcome to Grace Baptist Church. Thank you all who worked so hard to set up this morning. It's a scramble usually with Sunday school and Lord's Supper morning. So thank you all who got up early and worked very hard. And thank you, Tommy, and thank you, musicians this morning. Welcome to all those who visit. Welcome brothers and sisters of grace this morning. It's good to see you here this morning. John will be back in the pulpit next week. He had to travel to Kansas City to officiate a wedding this weekend. He should be back sometime Tuesday in his family. So please remember them as they travel. Please remember them in prayer. This morning, let's take a few minutes to think about our relationship with God. What is your view of God? How can I improve my relationship with Him? What pleases Him? If you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn to Matthew 22, verses 36 through 38. And here Jesus was going back and forth. He'd already set the Sadducees down, so to speak. So next up is the Pharisees. And one of them, a lawyer, he was going to test Jesus. But the way Jesus answered is very important, was very important to them, and is of utmost importance to us. Matthew 22, 36-38. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. May we pray. Thank you, Lord, for another day to worship you, to look at your word. It is unchangeable truth that brings praise, glory, and honor to you. It always points us to Jesus, your Son, and our Savior. In your name we pray. Amen. When we think of relationships, there are so many kinds of relationships, aren't they? Parent-child, grandparent-grandchild, friend-friend, acquaintance-acquaintance, employer-employee, husband and wife. And in any relationship, both parties must have some knowledge of one another. In the employer-employee relationship, the employer must know the skills and the educational value the potential the potential employee possesses while the potential employee needs of course the job description how about the husband and wife relationship how does boyfriend and girlfriend begin it usually starts with a physical or a personality or a common interest attraction that progresses The couple wants to know more about 
one another. What does she like in her spare time? I'm coming at you from a guy's perspective. Guys, and you can reverse it, ladies. So what does she like in her spare time? Where does she work? What foods does she like? Is she a Christian? Where does she attend church? What's her family like? Does she have brothers and sisters? What are her heart's desires? You get the idea. They're learning about one another. And if it develops into a true love relationship, then there may be a marriage. And this relationship continues even further as they learn even the most intimate details about one another. They become one flesh, as the text tells us. And the point I'm trying to make, folks, is for a good relationship to exist, there must be knowledge about one another. How about a divine relationship? How about your relationship to God? How are we able to learn more about Him? How can we gather information about Him? What is He like? What does He like? What does He dislike? What does He want us to do? And at this moment of time, He has chosen not to audibly communicate with us, but thankfully, we can learn what He wants to know about Himself in the text, don't we? In the Scriptures, in the Bible. That's the way He's chosen to communicate to us right now. So when we, we consider these things, what's He like? I mean, we think of omnipotence, okay? Omnipotence. What is God like? He is all-powerful. Here are John Frame's definitions of omnipotence. God is able to do whatever He wants. God is able to do anything logically possible. God can do what is possible. God has infinite power. God has power over all things. God has more power than anyone else. God can do anything compatible with His attributes. So in one sense, God can do what He can do. He can do what He can do. Consider Job 23, 13. But He is unchangeable, and who can turn Him back? What He desires, that He does. Psalm 115.3 Our God is in the heavens. He does all that He pleases. Mark 14.36 Abba, Father, all things are possible for You. Remove this cup from Me. Not what I will, but what You will. God can do what He can do. The Lord is omnipotent. Again, when we consider what is God like, how can we know who, who He is? 
What does he know? 1 Samuel 2.3 The Lord is a God of knowledge, and by Him actions are weighed. Psalm 94.10-11 He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are but a breath. Isaiah 46.10 He declares the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things not yet done saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purposes. Isaiah 40, 12-14 Who has measured the waters in the hollow of His hand, and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who has measured the Spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult? And who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice? And taught him knowledge? And showed him the way of understanding? Psalm 139, 1-8 through O Lord, You have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where, where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I take my bed in Sheol, you are there. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they were more than the sand. 
Here we see the immensity of God's knowledge. He defines knowledge. He is the authority. He is the standard. He is the author of knowledge. These passages also reveal His control and His power that He possesses. He made us in His image. He knows us totally and completely. Psalm 33, 13 through 15. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man from where he sits enthroned. He looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. Psalm 90, you have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. Hebrews 4, for the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So ladies and gentlemen, there are no secret sins. There are no little white lies. There are no cheating on taxes. There is no viewing of pornography. There are no acts of sexual immorality. There are no acts of brutality, bullying, intimidation that escape God's knowledge. Nothing escapes Him. Nothing. He knows us physically. He knows us mentally. He knows us, he knows us emotionally. We cannot hide from Him. We cannot slip into the back door unnoticed. And this morning we have focused a little on the three characteristics or attributes in order to know God better. And there are many more. Many more. We have looked at God's omnipotence of His power. His omniscience, which is His knowledge. And His omnipresence, which He is the great I Am. And it is, as Michael Reeves calls it, His isness. God is. He has isness. All these are to stimulate us so we think about our relationship with God to improve our relationship with our Heavenly Father. To think about that walk of sanctification. And as each day passes for every one of us, we come closer and closer to our eternal resting place with God each day. So what does He want us to do? 
What, what does he want you to do? What does he want me to do? What does he like? What pleases him? So let's jump back into Exodus. Let's look at the four, first four commandments. And I can read them. You don't have to turn this morning. I've, I've got them simplified here in Exodus, Exodus 23. You shall have no other gods before me. The second commandment. You shall not make for yourself an idol. The third one. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And the fourth, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And I've focused on these commandments because we're looking toward God. We're looking toward the Godhead. We're looking toward the Heavenly Father and, of course, the Son and the Holy Ghost. So we can think about all three of those here at once. As believers, we are God's and we belong to Him. Our devotion to God is commanded in the Scriptures. He doesn't say, please, pretty please, will you do this? I mean, it's a command like the first text we read. The great commandment. And folks, anytime when there's repetition in the text, we need to play, pay particular attention to repetition because it's very, very important to us. God must be first in our lives. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, who gave His life for us. He took our sin debt. And we'll come to the table to remember that this morning, very soon. Our devotion to Him is commanded in the text. And it's to Him and Him alone. Solely Him. No idols. No idols. We shall have nothing in our lives that takes God's place. His time, our devotion to Him. So what occupies our time? The outdoors, sports, playing video games, shopping. We could probably have a list that goes on for a few hours. So I'll sum it up real fast in two words. No idols, guys and girls. No idols. We shall not misuse God's name. He is holy. He is righteous. He is the righteous judge. He is full of grace. He is full of mercy. And He is love. If we love Him, we will treat His name with care and respect. He is the creator and sustainer of the universe. He is, <clears throat> he is sovereign over all. We shall not misuse His name. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. A day of rest probably coming from a Hebrew, Hebrew verb which means to cease. As God rested after creation, he commands us to rest one day in seven for reflection, for meditation, for worship, for remembrance. And in thinking of the Sabbath, we look back to creation and God resting, and we also look forward 
to our final resting place with Christ. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Back to our original, original passage where we started. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. A quote from the late R.C. Sproul, the indispensable mark of Christian life is Christian love. The measure and test to God is wholehearted. The measure and test of love to God is wholehearted obedience. James 1, 22 through 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We please God by obeying his commands. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be obedient. His laws serve as a restraint of sin, a view of His character, and they point us to Christ. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And as we prepare to come to the table this morning, let's consider several passages from John 14 as Jesus is speaking here. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And yes, it is this same Jesus who took on flesh. He left the glory of heaven to come to earth to live a life of total obedience to the Father. This Jesus is truly God and He's truly man. He bore our, bore our sin dead on the cross at Calvary. He died and rose from the dead. He defeated death. Jesus ascended to the Father. And at this very moment, He is interceding for all believers right now because He loves us.
What a relationship. <clears throat> it is the ultimate relationship. So if you're here today and you do not believe that Jesus died for you and is the only way to eternal life, please consider Christ this morning. Believe in Him and turn away from your sins. Even unbelievers have a relationship with God. It would be a negative relationship. And He knows you. He knows you totally. He knows you completely. He knows every thought. He knows every deed. He knows what the future holds for you. Nothing escapes Him. A future without Christ is one that holds hell where there is eternal punishment. That's what the Scriptures tell us. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. So trust in Christ. Believe in Him if you're not a believer this morning. If you're visiting with us today and you're a baptized believer, not under discipline from another church, you're welcome to take communion with us this morning. And we'll be coming up row by row here in just a second. So if Garrett, if you'll come on up and we'll begin here in just a second. So let's take a moment of silence for reflection and I'll pray and we'll begin. Our Father in heaven, we come to the table this morning in remembrance of your Son, Jesus' sacrifice for us. During this time, may we remember your death, your work of atonement for us. As we come together as a church in Christ through faith, we look to the future for the glorious return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Baptist Church podcast. You can listen to past sermons at podbean.com. Search Grace Baptist Church, China Grove to find us. You can also find us on Apple Podcast. Search Grace Baptist Church, China Grove. You can also join us at the South Rowan YMCA, 950 Kimball Road, China Grove, North Carolina. We meet on Sunday mornings at 930 for fellowship and service starts at 10. Thank you for listening and remember to be intentional in making disciples this week.